0: Well, good evening. Good evening. evening. Hopefully you enjoyed our uh, invitation to something that we just had last Friday night. Don't be late, by the way. I think they picked the wrong file for all of that. Well, welcome to our uh, Passover Seder service uh, here at Calvary La Habra 2023. Um, Again, are you guys excited to be here? This is going to be an interactive time together. So... um, I would love you to, you to, uh, for all of you to interact with us to some extent tonight. Um, Passover is the oldest and most significant of the religious feasts for the nation of Israel, um, commemorating again just how God liberated His people uh, from 400 years of tyranny uh, under Pharaoh and, and Egypt and the liberation that He brought them in Exodus 12. Leviticus 23, God gave very specific directions uh, regarding Passover. Passover was to begin uh, at sundown on the 14th day of Nisan. That's the first month of their religious calendar called Tishri. And um, there they would carefully inspect the Passover lambs from the 10th day of uh, Nisan to the 14th day. Uh, They would do that in order to make sure it had no spots or blemishes, And the Passover lamb was to be killed at 9 a.m. or on the ninth hour, excuse me, at 3 p.m. on Passover day. Um, And so as we go through this whole uh, reenactment, we do so um, as Christians. We're um, also putting our feet into the sandals of the disciples. And we come to that final week. Our Passion Week is uh, the week of the year that we're following Jesus' final week. And um, so we would put our feet into the sandals of the disciples when Jesus said to them, go and prepare that Passover meal for me. And so he had done this as a Jewish boy with his parents. He had done this with the disciples at least on three occasions, this being the third. Um, and, And so this night would be very different because as they would find a place and set the table, and on the table there would be, specific symbols that are taken out of God's word, some of them also added to the table as time would um, evolve, traditions would be set. Um, He would, at that meal, turn a couple of those symbols to him who is our Passover lamb. And so as we go through this script, this reenactment, it's like we're sitting down with Jesus and the disciples and we're going through... Um, a Passover meal with him, that final, what we call Last uh, Supper setting. So in 8032, 32, uh, Josephus Flavius tells us that there were 250,000 lambs sacrificed that year, a secular historian noting that, uh, one for every 10 males. So 2.5 million people filling the city of Jerusalem. Imagine uh, the buzz in the air. And um, uh, that's 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 the setting. It would have been an exciting time. So as we begin, I have to my left, I have Steve and Allie Bush. Let's welcome them up. Are here tonight as well. My wife Lori Cook to my right. <laughs> Let me clap. No one else is clapping. Clap. There we go. And then we have Matthew uh, Meza and Brandon Bautista, who are. Well, there are are sons for the night. So each family would have parts for the sons to share uh, as well. And um, as we begin our Seder service, we've got uh, someone who called in and prayed. It, it's uh, in, in Jerusalem right now. Um, it's in the middle of the night. Um, and so I usually wake up our buddy Yuval, but this time I had grace on him. And I said, want you to send us something. So over there before they have their, their festive parties and stuff, they're, they they would have their uh, celebration of Passover or Pentecost or whatnot. They would uh, someone in the house might even blow a shofar. So he has a friend that's going to start us off with his shofar as well. He's going to bless. So let's let's watch that.
1: Hey, family Lahabra, every chag sameach and happy Passover. And I'll see you in May. I'm here at the Jewish Quarter at one of my favorite shop with food.
2: And I'll see you in May. Bye. Chag Good
0: night. Good night. <laughs> that was great. The night that Jesus and his uh, disciples had their last supper setting in that Passover meal, there were no uh, women present. Um, but Jewish families today include the women. So women, Welcome. Uh, men, welcome the women, yes. (laughs) And it's the woman in the house that lights the candle to start the Passover meal at each table because it's a woman who led Adam to sin by encouraging him to eat of the tree of knowledge and as a result, fellowship with God was broken and the light of man's spirit went out. Um, So for New Testament believers doing this today, the women also light the candles and as they do, they are picturing for us That through a woman, the light of the world, speaking of Jesus, was born to deal with the issue of sin. And so um, Galatians 4, 4 and 5, when the fullness of time had come, God uh, sent forth uh, his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive uh, the adoption as So as we begin, we're going to invite the women at each table, or a woman at each table, to light the candle at the table. And as we do, we're going to sing a song. Mead is going to lead us and our choir. Let's also thank our choir for being here and orchestra who was here. And... uh, and again, it's interactive, so if you would sing along with us. And as uh, I'll read some parts, and Steve will read some parts, and the girls as well. Um, we'll have uh, up on the, the screen the part for the men, the women, whatnot. And just if you would, read along with us uh, aloud and, um, and enjoy as we go through.
3: Light of the world. You step down into darkness, open my eyes, let me see, beauty that made this heart adore you, hope of life spent with you. And here I am to work. Here I am to bow down Here I am to say
0: Good job. Yes. All of our table hosts, if you just make sure that everyone has at least a half a cup of juice, we'll get started with the uh, the cups. There's four cups at the Passover uh, meal. That's uh, the reason for the four cups is from Exodus chapter six, where God tells Israel um, what He is going to be doing for them. There is the cup of celebration. For each of the I wills, God said, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from their bondage. I will redeem you. I will take you for my people. And so the first cup is the cup of separation. And it celebrates the fact that God would bring them out and separate them from the Egyptians and make them. His own special people. How many of you are glad that God has done that for us as believers today, right? Yes. And so there's a, there's a prayer that, that, that they would read at this point in time, which we are reading. Blessed are you, Jehovah, our God, who has created the fruit of the vine. Blessed are you, Jehovah, our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us and sanctified us through your word. And you have given us, O Jehovah, our God, in love, the solemn days for joy and the festivals and appointed seasons for gladness. And this, the day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the season of our freedom's holy convocation, the memorial of our freedom from bondage. And then we all say together... Yes. That was Amen. last year's script. Great, yes, okay. That let and, and we all said together? All right. Perfect. Let's all drink from the cup of separation.
4: Why is a night different from all the other nights? Because the children of Israel were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt, and our God brought them forth with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, we pause this night to remember. We remember the night when Moses called all of the elders of Israel and said to them, Select lambs for yourselves according to your families, and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in blood, which is in the basin, and touch the lintel and the two doorposts, for the Lord will pass through to slay the Egyptians." And when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to slay you. You shall observe this right as an ordinance for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land, which the Lord will give you just as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, and men, read this with me together. Assuming it appears on the thing here. <laughs> I guess I'll just read it by myself. It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, for he passed over the houses of the people of Israel and Egypt when he slew the Egyptians but spared our houses.
2: All right.
0: As we uh, study again the New Testament, we see that our early followers of Christ began to see symbolism in the Passover lamb. Um They saw symbolism fulfilled in Jesus. Um, Starting even with John the Baptist, where he said in John chapter 1, verse 21, when Jesus was coming to, to be baptized, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And to where Paul would later say in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. The Israelites, they were saved from bondage by the appropriation of the Lamb's blood through the act of faith. For the followers of Christ, we are also saved and set free from bondage, the bondage of sin, by the appropriation of the Lamb of God's blood through an act of faith. In Psalm 113 through Psalm 118, they are called the Hallel Psalms, which means the songs of praises to God. Jesus would have been taught these psalms even as a little boy. These psalms, all of them sang with a a great passion with great meaning. Psalm 136 the great halal would have been read by the priest with the people responding after each line with his mercy endures forever. And so we're going to Go through this. I'm going to read one part, and then the rest of you, if uh, the Lord heals our technology here, will uh, follow with His mercy endures forever. You could remember that even if they don't put that up on the screen. So we're going to try this. Okay, uh, your part is: I'll say something, and you'll say, "For His mercy endures forever." So follow me here. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy endures forever. Great. O give thanks to God, who is the God of gods. Thank him who struck Egypt in the firstborn. Thank him who brought Israel from among them. Thank him who divided the Red Sea into two. Thank him who made Israel pass through the midst of it. Thank him who overthrew Pharaoh's army in the sea. Thank him who led his people through the wilderness. Two more. Thank him who gave their land as a heritage. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of heaven.
5: The goodness of God.
4: In John's account of Jesus' Passover meal with the disciples, it says that Jesus, knowing that he had come from God and was going unto God, he took a towel and girded himself. He poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. Then he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. And I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have washed your feet, given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I love this passage in John chapter
0: 13. Oftentimes it's taught outside of the context of this Passover meal, this last supper setting. And it's taught more regularly than the rest of, um, I believe, Matthew's account and the other accounts because John focuses on this one part of Jesus setting this example. And what would that have been like? To walk with Jesus for three and a half years, and then on the night, that final night, he'd been talking about his death, he'd been talking how he would die, he'd been talking about by whose hands he would die. He even said that he would raise from the dead three days later. And the disciples, these, these dots never really connected until Jesus actually rose from the dead and. They saw him. And so, in this night, as they, they got into that, that room, just like if we were there with them, some of us, if we would be bold enough to say we were like some of these disciples, we would be, we'd be arguing a bit. We would not be thinking about others. We might even be talking about who's the greatest among us. Who do you think is Jesus' favorite? And it was at that time that Jesus saw their hearts. And if this gospel message that would be promoted through them throughout the Roman world and then beyond to a point where it even reached us today, if that gospel message would would penetrate people, it wouldn't be just the words that they said. It would be the life that they lived. It would be who they were. In the life of others. I like to use the phrase, we've been called to loving servitude. To really serve others. with The heart of God. And that's what he was teaching him. All the way down to those final hours. Where he knew what was facing him. He knew what he was about to endure in the next few hours. But he looked at these guys. He's like, man, they're not getting it. But they will. What would that have been like to have Jesus take off his outer garment, take the position of a slave that was, for whatever reasons, not there that, in that particular night at that particular room and come up to you and begin to wash your feet? If you were Peter-like, you would have went, stop. <laughs> stop. You're, you're not washing my feet. And, and, and Jesus said, and let me just loosely paraphrase it, Peter, if you don't let me wash your feet, you're, you're not going to have any part with me. You, you're, you're not If you don't get this lesson, you're not going to have any part in what I continue to do once I ascend into heaven. What my spirit will do through mankind men and women, that I save. And I believe Peter there, he, he understood the. this is important. He's like, okay, wash me from head to toe, was that um, kind of setting. But in that particular setting, even at that time, in that day, they would have a ceremonial hand washing. That's what they would do. And it, it seems that in that particular night, Jesus substituted the ceremonial hand washing. Hand washing, where you would dip your hands in a bowl of water, and then they would, someone would hold the bowl, and then they would take your hands and put them in a towel, and then they would, they would bless you. They'd pray a, a short prayer of blessing over your life, and apparently Jesus replaced that with washing, their feet. So tonight um, we're gonna wash everybody's feet here in this room. <laughs> Somebody like me first? No. But we're not going to do that. We're going we're to be traditional. And um, we're going to, this is a very special part of our night. And um, how many of you need God to bless you? You're like, man, I could use a blessing from the Lord right now. And so uh, we're going to have some background music play. And all of the table hosts are going to come up. And we're going to go down. And, and we're going to first um, wash their hands and pray over them. And then they're going to go back to the table Um, that they're hosting and do the same for them. So you guys can talk and whatnot or just enjoy the music. And um, when your table host comes back, just hold out your hands and he'll take it from there.
1: and bow down and you before i us worship. to the world. us worship and bow Power, in the blood of the land there is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the land.
0: All right. Everybody feeling blessed? <laughs> yeah, good. All right. We are going to uh, continue moving forward here. There was blood from the lamb that was applied to the doorways, um, and it was applied to provide the Israelites with a prophetic visual aid because the gesture on the doorpost and on the lintel was kind of like the sign of the crossed. Today, the the parsley represents the hyssop that was used to apply the the blood from the lamb on the doorway. And hyssop was also used when Jesus uh, was offered vinegar while on the cross. So, host, if you would, please pass around some parsley. And you're going to see the salt water there. And if you would, this is the fun part of the meal. Dip that parsley in the salt water and and, and taste it. You don't have to consume it. All right. Y'all enjoyed your parsley? All right. So the bitter herbs have been part of the Passover feast from the very first Passover. Hebrew children were encouraged to ask the whys with each Passover symbol. So, Brayden.
5: Why do we eat bitter herbs?
4: Well, the bitter herbs remind us of our ancestors' slavery in the land of Egypt. Dipping it in salt water is meant to remind us of the taste of the bitter tears while in that bondage and when we were in bondage to sin and to Satan. Now, there were a
0: lot of changes that took place on the Passover table following 70 A.D. 70 A.D., um, you guys remember on Sunday morning, we, we, we were going through the Um, triumphal entry and at the end of our study we read that part out of Luke chapter 19 where Jesus was saying that um, he was weeping over Jerusalem and he was talking about how long he had tried to gather them as a mother hen uh, would gather her chicks but they were unwilling there was the hardening of the heart that he saw and then he began to talk about um, the destruction that would come upon them as a nation. And uh, and sure enough, around 40 years later, Rome would lay siege on the city of uh, Jerusalem and would destroy it and destroy the temple. And with that would be the cessation of the uh, priesthood. Um, and so it's, it's to this day, there's no temple there. But um, among these scattered Jews were some who were um, Hebrew Christians, men and women who had um, seen Jesus, um, their Messiah, the one alone, uh, to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies. They had seen him uh, raised from the dead, and they, they um, believed that. These early Hebrew Christians introduced uh, New Testament Christology into the Jewish Passover. Um, a set is placed uh, uh, for the prophet Elijah, with a a special cup poured for him. And so at each table, there would be an extra set, extra chair, and an extra cup. Um, The Passover lamb, no longer um, present, is replaced with the shank bone of a lamb. Um, The unleavened bread is still on the table, but arranged differently um, as it's taken on a new meaning. And then the roasted egg and the... Roasted egg representing new life and the horoseth are the uh, newer elements on uh, the table. So the horoseth, made of apples and uh, raisins and cinnamon, was added to remind the Jews that when Moses, as God's spokesman, sought to deliver the nation uh, from Pharaoh and the hardness of his heart, he required Uh, the same tally of bricks to be made, but he no longer supplied the straw. So the heroseth is intended to resemble mortar used to make the bricks. And so, host, please uh, pass some celery around and dip that into the heroseth and have everybody enjoy. This is better than the parsley and salt water, trust me. Is that a little bit better than that celery? Yeah, all right.
4: Then why do we eat bitter herbs with a sweet mixture? The bitter and sweet are mingled to remind us that freedom comes through suffering. Our freedom came through Christ's suffering. Since we, God's children, are human beings made of flesh and blood, Christ became flesh and blood too by being born in human form. For only as a man could he die. And in dying, break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Amen. The most interesting part of the Passover meal
0: is the unleavened bread. Three pieces of matzo are placed on on the table, one on top of another, and then separated. Each of them are separated by by napkins. You have this on your table here. Um, The centerpiece of matzo is broken and wrapped and hidden out of the way. That piece is called the Afikoman. And um, later, if children are present, we're all kind of children at heart, aren't we? Um, They are sent to locate the piece uh, of hidden matzo. And when it is found, they're given a reward. There's rejoicing. And everybody at the table then eats from the broken piece of unleavened bread. And um, it's important to understand that the three pieces of matzo bread speak of the triune God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And the centerpiece, the broken piece, pictures the Son, the Messiah, the Christ. And so that piece is taken out from between the other two other pieces. So you can do that now, host. Host. Um, it's broken because we know that Jesus' body was broken there on the cross and, and through his whole experience from being arrested and tried. Um, and then his, his body was wrapped after he hung on that cross from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. He was taken down and his body was prepared for burial and it was wrapped um, in preparation for the grave and then hidden uh, from everybody in that grave, from the view of everybody for three days, uh, unseen in that tomb. And so, again, host, if you've not done that, take that middle piece out and break it and um, wrap it up in a piece of napkin and hide that away. So, Brayden?
5: On all other nights, we eat leavened bread. But on this night, why are we eating only
0: unleavened bread?
4: The unleavened bread is to remind us that the Israelites left Egypt in such haste that their dough did not have time to rise. Although leaven is a picture of sin's power to affect all of man's life, Jesus' life was without sin. As we eat unleavened bread tonight, we are telling God we recognize that he wants us to be holy people abstaining from sin. So this time
0: we're we're going to consider another cup, the cup of deliverance. So host, make sure everybody has a little bit of juice in their cup again. When we look at the cup of deliverance, we're reminded that in every generation, every individual should regard himself as if he had personally been delivered out of Egypt. It is written, and he brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us the land which he swore to give to our fathers. In the same way today, We must be brought out of our old life of sin in order that he might bring us into a new life, the new life in Christ. And so make sure you have your cup. Hold it up. Jewish fathers all around the world would say at this point in the Passover feast, Therefore, we are bound to thank and praise and honor and reverence him who performed for our fathers and for us all these miracles. He brought us out from slavery to freedom, from sorrow to joy, from mourning to festivity, from terrible darkness to the great light, and from servitude to redemption. Let's all say together. Therefore, let us thank our God and let us sing a new song in his presence. Let's all take from the cup of deliverance, let's drink that together.
3: There is a river of gladness that pours from Saved. since then I walk in forgiveness all of my guilt was erased the chains of the past are broken at last I got saved oh I got saved me up higher. His will is stronger. That's why I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a
0: As we noted for years, there was no longer lamb present at the uh, Passover meal. There was the shank bone, but um, the afikomen took the place of the lamb. And um, to Christians, this afikomen, the broken piece of bread, is rich with meaning. As we noted earlier, when John the Baptist uh, saw Jesus coming, to be baptized, he he said to his his cousin, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, as as Paul would say there again in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Um, and so just a moment, the, the host will present the, the the hidden piece of the Officom and the middle piece that was broken. And when they do, again, we're we're just remembering how Jesus was in the tomb. Um, his body was broken and placed in that tomb. Uh, and he was, he was there for three days. And on Sunday, we'll celebrate what happened on that first resurrection Sunday, the resurrection of Jesus. Amen? Um, but there were there were strict requirements surrounding the, um, the unleavened bread, the afikomen. Not only must it be completely unleavened, and leaven was always a picture, a type of sin. Um, and so what it pointed to needed to be, you know, without sin. But it was also bruised. The, the, the matzah was bruised and it was pierced. It had stripes as Jesus, the bread of life, also was beaten and bruised. And he was pierced through in order that um, we might be saved. Lori's going to read a section out of Isaiah.
6: Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed.
0: On that night, the disciples... Hebrew men, Jewish men, men that had come together with their families for decades. Passover is always an exciting time. As little boys, exhilarating. Moms and dads were just proud to walk their children through these very scriptures, reminding them of God's saving them as a nation. But Jesus would take a couple of the elements from the meal, and, and one would have been the afikoman. One would have been this bread. It wouldn't have been set up like this. This arrangement came after, but that night he would have taken bread, just a piece of bread, unleavened bread, from the Passover setting. And it, it was a symbol, and it pointed back to God's saving the nation as a whole. But Jesus held that bread up, Much like fathers would do, Jesus would have held the bread up in that Passover meal setting, and he would have broke it. And he would have blessed it. That symbol that pointed back, he would now pass around and say, take, eat. This symbol is now my body, which is broken for you. And he wasn't saying that that bread is now his literal body. He was saying that that symbol would now, from this day forward, picture His body, which is broken on the cross of Calvary for mankind. Thus, pointing to salvation, but no longer the saving that God had brought to the nation of Israel in liberating them from Egypt, but now the saving that God would bring to souls, men and women who would put their faith in Jesus as the Lamb of God, as the sacrifice for their sins. So at this time, I'm going to ask Steve to pray and to thank God for sending us Jesus and to thank Jesus for
4: his sacrifice. Uh, Please bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, so thankful, Lord, that you sent your son down to this earth to die on a cross for our sins. We're thankful for his broken body, his bruised body, his blood, Uh, Lord, we're thankful ultimately for the sacrifice that that uh, resembles. We're thankful for the ability to remember that today, Lord, and we just ask all of this in your son's name. Amen. All right. So, host, if you would, just break the bread and
0: pass it around and maybe just make this a solemn moment and be thinking of Jesus' body that was broken for us. In Jesus' ministry with the disciples, probably a couple of years before this last supper setting, after feeding the 5,000 families there on the shores of the Galilee and multiplying the five loaves and the two fish, he explained and he says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. Speaking of giving himself for us on that cross.
3: Choir is going to lead us in clapping. If you follow them, you will not go wrong. Right. Praise Jehovah, all ye nations, glory, hallelujah. Let all people praise, proclaim. To us, glory, hallelujah. To his name, sing praises, glory, hallelujah. For the greatness of his mercy, glory. mercy, glory, hallelujah, evermore his truth endureth glory, hallelujah, praise him all you people, glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord forever, glory, hallelujah, praise Jehovah all ye nations, glory, hallelujah, let all people praise proclaim. To us glory hallelujah to his name sing praises glory hallelujah for the greatness of his mercy glory hallelujah evermore his truth endureth glory hallelujah praise
0: We're going to start singing that song on Sunday mornings when I'm teaching and I start seeing people falling asleep. We're just going to stop and sing that song. <laughs> That'll wake you up. Yes. So now we're going to consider another cup, the cup of redemption. So make sure everybody has something in their cup. As Jesus held that third cup, the cup of redemption, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of their sins. Then he said, For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Hundreds of years before the darkest hours of Israel's history, the weeping prophet Jeremiah was in prison. He was heartbroken, not only because his people rejected him, but also because of their apostasy and the terrible judgment that he knew was coming. In the midst of these tragic circumstances, God gave him one of the most beautiful promises.
4: Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it upon their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. And so on that night when Jesus was holding up that cup and he was
0: talking about a new covenant... He was claiming to be that that bridge. He was claiming to be their Messiah. He was claiming to fulfill that. And so in fulfillment to this great promise given through the prophet Jeremiah, Jesus says, I'm fulfilling that. I'm establishing a new covenant in my blood, which is to be poured out for many for the remission of sins. So, Father, we thank you as we consider the sacrifice of your Son and his blood that was shed and this amazing new covenant that speaks of this amazing new spiritual relationship that we would have with you through faith, by putting faith in your Son, by accepting him as our personal Lord and Savior, that promise that you made to have hearts now that would be no longer of stone but hearts of flesh, that promise of that relationship between you, a holy God, and fallen man. We thank you, Jesus, for embracing your mission to be that for us, to fulfill that covenant by dying on the cross for us. And tonight we want to thank you by, by just doing what you asked us to do. You asked us to take this bread and to drink this cup, these symbols that point to your body that was broken, and now this cup, your blood that was shed. You asked us to do this in remembrance of you. And so we think right now of what you endured for us, and we thank you. Let's take the cup of deliverance together.
5: for the blood of fire. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my
0: Psalm 118 is often quoted throughout the New Testament because of its many, many references to the coming Messiah. The parts read by a lone male voice at a Passover service or a Passover meal are as if our Lord himself were speaking of his rejection, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension. Other verses mention the stone. Christ himself, rejected by the, builder, the builders, Israel, becoming the cornerstone of the church. Jesus became our chief cornerstone when he died as our Passover lamb on the day he rose from the dead. Truly, this is the day the Lord has made. In um, this next section, in a meal setting, again, a Passover meal setting, it's very interactive. And so... I'm going to lead some parts that we'll all repeat. Steve will lead some responses for the men. And Lori then will lead some responses for um, the women. So it's, it's kind of rapid fire, so get ready. So um, let's try this together. I believe we're going to have it. Let's try this. Let's all say this together. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast, steadfast love endures, endures forever. forever. Perfect. You guys ready? All right. We're going to do it again. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, give, give thanks, thanks
4: to the Lord our For he
0: is good. good. His steadfast, steadfast love, love endures, endures
4: forever. forever. Men, let Israel say.
6: Women, his steadfast love endures forever.
4: Let the house of Aaron say,
6: His steadfast love endures forever.
4: Let let those who fear the Lord say,
6: His steadfast love endures forever.
2: Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. With the Lord on my side, I do not fear. What can man do to me?
4: The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation.
6: Women. Hark, glad songs of victory in the tens of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly.
2: I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sorely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. And we all say
0: this together. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous righteous shall enter enter through through
2: it. I thank you, for you have answered me and become my salvation.
0: Again together, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
4: Blessed be he who enters in the name of the Lord. Together, We bless you from the house
0: of the Lord.
6: Women, the Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession branches up to the horns of the altar.
2: You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Together,
0: Oh, give Give thanks thanks to to the the Lord, Lord, for he he is is good. good. His steadfast love endures forever. Very good. It seems that Jesus and his disciples omitted the drinking of the customary fourth cup, which is the cup of the coming kingdom, which is usually served after singing a final halal. Perhaps there was a symbolic incompleteness of the meal, pointing toward our Lord's second coming and the culmination of the Passover feast, In the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Gospels tell us that when they had sung a hymn, he went out.
5: My your blood for me, my Jesus. Said. Sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. Though I praise God for what He's
3: done, sing for the freedom He has won. Even death is dead and done. His life is over.
0: In the Jewish home, at the end of a Passover meal, a door would be opened. And they would open that door in hopes that Elijah, which they believed to be the forerunner of the Messiah, would appear. But here we are as Christians, the church, remembering Jesus as our Passover lamb for over 2,000 years. And still coming together and remembering how he fulfilled all of those types and prophecies. Um, We're going to open a door, but we look not for the forerunner, Elijah, because our Messiah has already come, amen? And so as we open up the door, um, we're reminded of and we're thinking about the return, the second coming of our Passover lamb, Jesus Christ. So let's uh, all stand, and um, a door is going to be opened up. And uh, it's the door over here. There you go. Those doors are opened up. And as we look over there through into the nursery. Hi, girls. How are you? We're all going to say this together. Look up on the screen. Let's say this one last thing together. Blessed be the one who comes. Behold, all things are ready, and we are waiting. Amen? Yes. So... We're almost done. Uh, We've got one last song, and it's a song that really talks about um, the new Jerusalem and that day that uh, we'll get there in our Sunday morning studies, Revelation 19 and 20, uh, chapter 20, actually. But um, when we think about eternity, all at once this life will pass, and only what is done for Christ will last And we will live on in eternity together. And um, Jesus, our Passover lamb, also said to the disciples at that last supper setting that I will not eat from the fruit of the vine together with you guys ever again down here, but I'll do it again when we are together in my Father's kingdom. I don't know what that's going to be like. Are we going to have some massive communion service up there? (laughs) That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Um, Have Jesus... uh, in front of us as the host. But why don't we bow our heads and just kind of get our hearts right for a moment and you're here maybe even online and you've never um, accepted Jesus Christ. You've never asked him into your life. The Bible is very clear that we are all born sinners with sinful nature and it's our sin that separates us from God. What we saw tonight is that Jesus was willing to come down here and take on flesh in order to be sacrificed hung on that cross to forgive us of our sins and he offers us that life he offers us salvation he offers us forgiveness it's a free gift and if you would like to receive Jesus uh, tonight the dots have connected Would you tell him that? Say, Jesus, I I thank you for dying on that cross for me. I'm a sinner. Tell Tell him that. I'm a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me right now and to be my Lord and Savior. Just tell him that. Invite him in. Say, come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. And thank him, thank him for saving you. Thank you, Father, for the great work you continue to do in our lives and in this church. And we do look up, we say, Maranatha, we say, come, Lord Jesus. And this song that we like to sing at the close of these meals, it, it, uh, it just takes us there. And as we celebrate, thinking about you coming back, may it put a smile on your face, And may it hasten your coming. (laughs) In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's sing this together.
3: Bless you guys.